This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you like drums, expensive flights and $15 pints, Copenhagen is the draw for you. We are here to discuss City's Champions League draw plus the Club World Cup. It is Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Adam Booker. I'm the English Wongley Bardsley. And I'm Andrew Dutmer. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for good to win! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, Champions of Europe. Manchester City are kings of Europe. Now they have their triple crown. Welcome back to the show, listeners. Welcome back to the show, Luke and Andrew. Luke, how are things? Yeah, good, my friend. I mean, it's a Tuesday episode, so Luke Bardsley is in town, as always. Uh, just, uh, just a bit put context there to the viewers as well and listeners. Uh, Detmer didn't want to go second in case he thought you were going to turn off by the second American voice, so I had to go second. But I'm good. You know, we had a nice Champions League draw today, which was, I mean, we will get into it, but disappointing for me. Um, but looking forward to it. Um, nice little half an hour talking about Man City. Well, you talk about Andrew's accent there, and we were talking accents before we hit record. Luke, can you name four different American accents? I mean, I, I don't In the I, sense I, that I could <laughs> say Jordy, Mank, Scouse. What, can you name any American accents? I mean... Uh, there's like Western, isn't there? Uh, mm. go, uh, I would qual- I, I'd count that because I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, like Wild West? Like I, Cowboys like, and it's, aliens? It's like Midwestern. It's like Midwestern. Is that what you, is that what you say? I, I, I don't so, really know. So mine means. would be Midwest. I think if someone, to- if someone told me they spoke with a Western accent, I'm thinking like Montana, Idaho, like the Dakota, like cattle country. But what is that? I, I, that's where I live. Yeah. And I know, no, you live in Pacific Northwest. You guys are, you're transplant city. You're, that's, that's in Canada. Uh, I think it'd be, see, it'd be Andrew that has the more Canadian sounding accent. 
For sure. I mean, can I just say, my, my US geography is shocking. Like, my world geography is good, apart from when we get to USA. I don't know why, but my... It's because we're my, a world in our own. It just doesn't work. It just yeah. don't work. But yeah, apart from that, I've got no idea, mate. Well, that was a fun segment. Andrew, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good. I woke up to the uh, Copenhagen news, which, uh, as someone who doesn't even have a chance of attending the match... It's pretty great because it just means, okay, we have a a good kind of competition and one that I think we can plan for and be prepared for and feel confident going into. Um, The flip side of that is I think that that's what basically every top, uh, you know, group top or sorry, group winning. There we go. Team can say. So I, you know, the next round should probably be chalk and will be a lot of really good teams which on the one hand means like there will be a lot of really great quarterfinals and semifinals to watch as fans, but it also means that City will probably draw a team that we will have to try to fit into the incredibly you know, packed schedule that we're going to have the back half of the season. Yeah, let's, let's get into the draw. If you haven't seen the news yet, um, <clears throat> which of course the news is about 24 hours old now, um, but City have drawn FC Copenhagen in the round of 16 of the Champions League. Um, obviously an opponent that we had last season in the group, I believe, um, famously uh, of the City Report Summer Trivia Contest. Luke thought that they had a moose on their badge. They do not. They have a lion on their badge. Um, I'll come to you, though, Mr. Moose. Uh, you're, you're not happy with the draw because of what it means for those traveling fans, but on the football side of things, probably couldn't have gotten an easier draw. I mean, we couldn't. Uh, I think. I think the fact is, we couldn't have got an easy draw. I mean, I mean they are quite tasty at home. I have watched them, um, but then again, in their group, they weren't beating a lot, really, were they? Like, let's be serious here. Um, like <laughs> Man United is easy pickings nowadays, isn't it? But so, but it, it's on the field. It's the easy draw we could have possibly get. But for me personally, as a match going fan, like me and my friends have. Boy, this is the one we were going to go to. This is the one we've been waiting for. And to get somewhere where I went to last year. It's expensive. The direct flights will be expensive. I say this, I've already priced up the flights. So as soon as the day gets announced, we're probably going to book flights. So I'm a little bit like tongue-in-cheek here. But there's so many good ties that were there for us. And Who who would you, if you could have had a dream pick, Luke, for like set aside worries about City winning or losing against them, like of the, you know, second place teams, who would you have wanted? Eindhoven or Porto. Mainly because I've never been to Portugal and Eindhoven, oh my God, two days in Amsterdam, train over to Eindhoven, train back after the game. It's a dream. And also, I feel like City versus Eindhoven would be a fun game for the neutral as well. Like, I just feel like that would have been exciting. Whereas I really hope Copenhagen come at us. I hope there's not a red card like there was last year where they kind of scuppered a little bit of one of the games. Like, But... It could be exciting. Maybe Copenhagen have improved a lot. I mean, I've only watched a couple of games of them. Hopefully, they're going to surprise us, come at us, and we're going to see an interesting two-leg tie. Well, you know, they, they qualified out of a group with Galatasaray, Manchester United, and Bayern Munich. That's not the easiest of groups on paper. Um, I think away from home, it's not going to be the easiest tie. I think at home, you've, you've got to win it in the home leg. Um it's quite an atmosphere at the park, and uh, we've seen that firsthand mm-hmm. when, when obviously City played there in the group last year. Um, but, Andrew, as far as the way that City can – can City look at this as 
I, I don't want to be disrespectful here, but almost a free hit in the first round that they can say, okay, we start focusing on you know the quarterfinals now, or is that just disrespectful to Copenhagen and a piss poor mentality? I think there's a part of it that you don't want to say that it's just a, a free hit. Um, I think that goes a little too far, but I do think that this is an opportunity given that city have not yet fully hit consistency that we don't have to be fully at it on February 13th um, to feel confident moving forward. And I imagine, you know, I think January and February, that's going to be when in every competition, we're going to, I think really see what city's chances are because we'll see, you know, have we cleared our injury issues? Have we put together consistent runs? But middle of February, I still think that's a little early for us to be at our full best. And so the fact that we aren't having to play, I mean, again, there really were not tons of horrendous matchups available um, coming out of the Champions League. But I think it's better to have a you know a Copenhagen than to have a you know a PSG or you know a Napoli where it's a little more questionable if you're going to be able to take them on fully. Do you agree with that, Luke? Because I sometimes am of the mindset that I think especially with City in the past few seasons that the bigger the occasion, the more they, you know, will focus, the more they'll kind of lock in and, and, you know, eliminate any sort of complacency. Um, Sometimes I think the the thing you need in a, in a run of bad form, which we have no idea how city will be playing in, in February, they might be in the midst of a 25 game win streak. If there's even 25 games before that, probably not, but they might be in the midst of a long winning streak. And we're going to go into that brimming with confidence and say, well, this is just another uh, notch on city's bedpost, so to speak. Um, But I sometimes think that in this little sticky patch where we're dropping points at home to palace, we're scraping by Luton, maybe Real Madrid coming to town would be really helpful. Maybe having this huge night to kind of gain some momentum. And if you win big, you put in a similar performance you did like you did against Real Madrid last year. That's a huge kicking off point. Um, like I said, we don't know where they're going to be in February, but if city are still trying to figure out what exactly this team is made of, how exactly this team wants to set up is a kind of, you know, like I said, I don't want to disrespect Copenhagen. They made it out of their group. That's really impressive. Um, but would you rather seen maybe one of the big boys to kind of have one of those big momentum gaining nights? From a football, from a football perspective, probably not. I mean, the, it is a beauty. What you're what you're referring to is the beauty of cup football. When things are going tough, you get a good cup tie. It can really spur on. Like you see it a lot in the English lower leagues, where um, a league one, league two side who may be struggling get a big side against maybe like a championship side, put in a good performance, and they'll go on a run of like five six games where they play well. It is something that can really sort of catapult your season. And when it is coming to sort of like February March time, it could be the perfect catalyst for us. We all know what Man City can do. We all know the mental win streaks that we put on around that time. And it's where we do come into form. It's where we grind out the results. It's where we get the points. So going to a place like Copenhagen where necessarily like, they're an interesting team. They're not, they're not the toughest team we'll come up against. But it could really kick us on. And hopefully a good preparation for some of the big boys. Like I'm expecting us to get a big boy in the next round, probably like a Barcelona, Real Madrid. It's, it's, it's what I'm expecting personally. So this could be really good to get some form 
get some goals hopefully under our belt around the time. But I mean, we could be we could be coming around in February with five injuries and be thinking, oh my god, thank God we got Copenhagen. He, I suppose you you kind of never know, do you, in in this scenario? But I like it. I, I like the fact of us getting some goals under the belt, getting some performance, maybe getting some legs in the sort of more lesser played players, maybe seeing them play a bit more. It could be quite fun. This is absolutely all going to be backed up by a 4-3 loss on aggregate, but only time will tell. <laughs> um, and, and I echo that message that, you know, obviously come February, we'll start looking more in depth into this game. There's, you know, months ahead of us now to a January transfer window, perhaps to change the, uh, to change the complexion of everything. But Andrew, just looking at the draw as a whole before we move on and talk about the Club World Cup, um, just briefly, any big standout ties there? Um, maybe give me your, your number one tie to watch as a neutral. I think for me, like I said, I think there are, is a lot of chalk there. In terms of the team that I think is most unhappy is has to be Barcelona, just given that Xavi has just not seemed to be able to repeat what he did last year. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but I also think that this shows that he was, I think, far too raw for this job. Um, Napoli have obviously had their issues this season, but I think in Champions League could easily turn it over. The other one, and people think I'm, I'm crazy for, I would not underestimate Real Sociedad against PSG. Um, PSG are a very, very good team going forward, but they are not a Luis Enrique team fully, which means that there is vulnerability there. And we've seen that um, from time from time to time with them this season. So I think those two matches to me are the most interesting because looking at the rest of them, I mean, PSV have been fun this season, but I imagine Dortmund have enough Arsenal, like they're going to blow past Porto. Uh, Leipzig definitely have zero shot against Real Madrid, even though they don't have a striker. Um, so. Yeah, I, um, I think Napoli, Barcelona is an interesting one. Um, I just want to put this out there because I saw some major football media outlet call it the Maradona Derby. Um, Maradona hates Barcelona, and you deserve jail time if you consider this the Maradona Derby because the Maradona Derby is Napoli. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. <clears throat> is Napoli versus Boca Juniors. Um, Luke, I'll – Put the same question to you. However, I will say, for me, number one tie stands out above all of the rest is Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid. Because I think if any of the big boys doesn't win it this year, one of those two will. Oh, it's a bold shout. Get it on TikTok. Get the comments coming in, everybody. Here we go. I mean, I, I, I've, I've just, I did a bit of research on Atletico Madrid as I was working today. I'm so surprised how many goals they've scored this year. It's mental. Simeone, yeah, Gr- Griezmann and Griezmann and Morata are arguably one of the best strike partnerships in Europe right now. Imagine it's almost like Alvaro Morata five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say it's almost like Alvaro Morata has actually always been a really good striker, and yes. because of how he performed at Chelsea, people have just decided to think he's always been terrible, despite the well, fact yeah, that so. he's been great everywhere else. 100%. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, I'm. I, I wrote him off after Chelsea. I won't lie to you. I think majority of people did, but he's come back firing. I mean, they're, they're just a fun team, Atletico, which is what you couldn't have said in the last 10 years. Like, they're fun. And with Inter Milan, 
I oh, it's just I feel like the atmosphere is going to play into that as well because if you as soon as you go into the San Siro, that's going to be hostile, and then you're going to go over to Atleti, and that will be the one of the most hostile. I think that'll be the most hostile crowd of the tournament because they know how big of a game that is. They're going to be on Inter's backs from day one, moment one. And I can't wait for it. As a neutral, I hope it's not on the same day that we play because I really want to watch that game because it's going to be class. Absolutely. All right, that'll do for part one. We'll be back in a moment for part two, looking ahead to the Club World Cup and some Champions League trivia. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you are new here, please hit follow, hit subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, unless it's a shit one. That is the best way for us to get this show out to more blues like you. Andrew, uh, it's time to talk about the Club World Cup. I think that's what we're supposed to do. Um, I don't care about this tournament. If you can't tell by the sentiment of my voice here, I have been on record saying that even if City play in it, I won't pay any fucking attention to it. However, I'm going to watch every minute of it. I'm going to probably have an emotional reaction to it. Um, City are playing the Urawa Red Diamonds uh, this evening. Any thoughts on the Urawa Red Diamonds? Andrew Detmer, please take the floor. Well, uh, you know, we are talking about a team that uh, sit in fourth in the uh, Japanese league. They've scored 42 <laughs> goals, <laughs> given up 27. Um, Let me just search football right now and just yeah. type, here we go, right. Uh, the, like, truly, I looked, I looked at the roster. I don't know a single player on it. Um, as we were preparing for the show, I inadvertently I'm sure them. there's a few players that are some diamonds in the rough. Boo. Um, I, as the boys will know, I inadvertently called them the Uroa Blood Diamonds uh, as we were getting ready to record, which better name. You, it's a better name. It uh, is a better name. I mean, in some ways, but I I'd think... I'd argue it's not a better name. <laughs> <laughs> I made for fun. It, it sounds more intimidating, but it definitely is problematic. But I mean, look, I don't care about this tournament other than the same point of I would like City to win it because... It is kind of a thing that you should do once you've won the Champions League is win this tournament, given the way it's set up. I do think, and I am often a critic, you know, a critic of everything that FIFA does, but one of the things that I think is actually legitimately good in a narrow space is the new version of the Club World Cup that'll be coming um, when it's, you know, an actual kind of World Cup and it is a bunch of really good teams rather than the you know, European champions play a bunch of teams that all fight it out to have a shot at trying to like, you know, be the David that slays the Goliath. Um, I think that tournament will be far more interesting. Um, but 
you know, if City win, great. If they lose, I'm going to be annoyed, but it's not going to like ruin my, you know, weekend. Luke, can we look at it from the angle that this may actually be coming at a good time given City's current form and domestic duties? Um, is this a chance to kind of the way we speak about the League Cup that it's a good chance in the middle of the season to win a trophy, um, play in, you know, a quote unquote big match, a final with a trophy on the line? It can be a bit of a momentum booster, and that's something City need at the moment. I mean, I, I don't think so because I morale is low across the majority of the, of the top six at the moment. Like, there's not a lot of high morale apart from at Arsenal, and even they're like getting last minute wins and all sorts. Like in, in the last couple of months, like the morale is not an all time high in the Premier League, and I just wish we could just keep keep going, keep dogging out, get a few results under belt. So it, it's just it. I, we, we, could, we could be, what is it, nine points behind Liverpool now, ten points behind Liverpool, um, if they win every game. If I going to win every game, probably not. Um, but it's just because it's, it's the logistics of it that annoys me. Like having to fly that distance, you train at a different, you train at different conditions to what you're used to back here. It's just going to be a, it's just a bit of a derailing moment for me. Like right in the slap by middle of the season. Like it is annoying, but. We're going to go and win it, and then at least we've won a trophy for a year, so then <laughs> sit back, relax, and enjoy after that. Because who is it who said we're not going to win a trophy this year? Was it um, Joe in the... Um, um, yeah, he, that might have been his, his hot take, yeah. I mean, he's um, actually no, uh, wrong, considering we've already won one, so... Yeah, not real. Yes, not, not real one. Yeah, not a real one. Um I want to sort of piece together a starting 11 against uh, the Urawa Blood Diamonds here. Um, (laughs) How full strength does Pep go here? I mean, it's not not necessarily – I don't think they're looking at this like a League Cup tie where it's a chance to uh, rest – rotate, get some some minutes in the legs of Sergio Gomez, some more Oscar Bob, some more Micah Hamilton. I, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I get the feeling City will play a full-strength 11 as if it were a Premier League game and go to win the trophy. Pep wants to beat Urawara Diamonds by like five. Like he wants to completely destroy them, play them off the park, and move on and make a statement. Um, one, because I think that'll because be Because he just loves Europe that much. <laughs> he does love Europe that much. He's a big, you know, big fan of a of Europe as compared to uh, not Europe, which is the country he works in. Whoa! <laughs> hey, hey! There was a democratic vote, and they made a decision. It's no longer part of Europe. Um, but no, I think that they are going to come out for one. I think City's performances recently demonstrate that Pep is going to want to get things firing again. Um, but also just this, like, we know Pep takes these types of things seriously. And as much as we joke about like the level of competition, the level of quality available, this is an important trophy for the club's branding to be able to hold themselves out as the world champions and like, and, but look, as, as much as we want to deride it, Pep has repeatedly made statements that make it clear that from his perspective and the clubs, like that is something that is important. And I, 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 I do actually get why it is important because for Pep, I think, and it's something I've said for a, a couple of years now, and it's why it didn't surprise me when he extended the last time. And I think he could extend again is that Pep is well on his way. And I think probably already is our version of Johan Cruyff to Barcelona, where as a player, their legacy is with one club, 
but really their legacy in football is what they built at another club. And Barcelona is the club that Johan Cruyff built in terms of how we view, how we think about the style of play and the, you know, the type of football and the, you know, the ethos they try to capture it. And sometimes to their detriment, I would say, and it's, you see it with lots of clubs who like have this mythos around them. And I'm hoping that city doesn't ever get to that part, but in Pep's mind, like he wants to win every trophy he can for city and like leave basically having been like, I took this club that had been successful, but put it to a different level and put it at the same table as other European elite teams, because that's going to be a legacy that regardless of what happens after he leaves, like we'll always, everyone will talk about the Pep Guardiola Manchester city teams. And part of that is ensuring that there are not any black marks against your record. And one of those would be not having the club world cup given the, you know, talent disparity of our team versus every other team they're going to come up against. It is also a trophy that you may never compete for again because you've got to win the Champions League. Well, actually, that's not true, is it? That's completely, entirely false because there will be three or four Premier League teams. Chelsea already. already But I think think actually I kind of like that. Like that's an even better reason to win this one because it's the last chance to win it this way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. All right. I want to do a little exercise here. Uh, try and cobble together a starting 11. I've gone back to the Spurs game, the starting 11 from the Spurs game, which I think was probably City's close to City's best 11. Uh, Ederson and goal? Yep. It's going to be, yeah. Uh... Kyle Walker? Again, I think he has yep. to be. Is there anybody else really? Ruben Diaz? Got to be. I think he has to be. John Stones? I, that's I, I I've see. inserted in here. He didn't play against yeah. Spurs, but he, but that's I, he I is a see. part of the best 11. Uh, Yasuko Vardial or Nathan Ake? Ake. I play both. Okay. I play, play Stones first. Luke says, Luke says play with 12. Okay. Uh, no, no Stones. I go no Stones. Okay. Why? Keep him keep him uninjured? Yeah, keep him fresh. Keep him fresh. You don't think the, the fresh Riyadh sunshine is exactly what his legs need? Definitely not. <laughs> He's from Barnsley, mate. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, he needs he needs misty, He's burn uh, immediately. Some misty water. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like a vampire in the He's sun. He's on the ropes already. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Phil Foden. I play Foden. Julian Alvarez. Man, yes, but I pres- I'm playing him in the as a striker rather than a midfielder because. I don't imagine Holland's going to be ready to go by Tuesday. Yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. So no Holland. That leaves a hole up top. So we'll say Alvarez is playing up top. Uh, so that leaves a hole in that midfield. Uh, Bernardo Silva, Nunez, Kovacic. I'd go Bernardo and then the last slot being for Grealish on the left. Okay. So we have a yeah, starting so- 11 against Red Diamonds of Ederson, Walker, Diaz, some combination of Gavardial and Stones or Ake and Akanji, something in there. Um, that is all your options. Uh, Rodri. And then Foden. Grealish on the other flank. And yeah. behind Alvarez is Bernardo Silva. Is that 10 or 11 there? I think that's 10. That's 11. Uh, well, you've got, I, I would probably put Kovacic in there instead of Stones, probably for me. Should... 
Should Matias Nunes be starting every game at the Club World Cup after his performance in Belgrade and keep just keep that ball rolling? You could right. convince me. If you, get, if, you get, if you get that Nunes every day of the week, I'm going to say the cliche, that's like a new signing. Here we go. It's the 18th of December, everybody, and we've heard it. Hooray! And just Ooh. like that, <laughs> it's time for... Champions League trivia. Are you boys ready? Sorry, you know, sorry, sorry. you know nothing about this. I've given you no context heading into this, but I have a list of teams here. I have a category and a list of teams that fall into that category. The category is no googling, please. All of City's Champions League group stage opponents of all time. All okay. time. Of all time, dating back to the early 2010s when City got into the Champions League. All right. The way this competition yeah. is going to work, you guys are going to list them off one by one until one of you can no longer come up with an answer. All right. If you guess a club that is incorrect, you will hear this sound. Oh, no. If your guess is correct, you will hear this sound. If you are incorrect, your opponent will then get to steal and win the game by getting a correct answer after that. Okay. There are plenty of repeat clubs in here. As we know, we, t- we get the same four fucking teams every season. So there are plenty of repeat clubs in here. You can only use those clubs once. For instance, This season included or this season not included? This season is included. Right, okay. All right. Are we ready? Luke, you are going to go first. And bear with me because i got to go through a very long list to find the answers each time. Right, well, I'm, I'm going to go for this shit. We'll... we'll We'll go chronologically. Um, young boys. RB Leipzig. Says the robot. <laughs> I thought the same. I was like, bloody hell, Detmer. Uh, Red Star, Belgrade. I'm not saying the name that they put in your AFER. Sorry, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Shakhtar Donetsk. The Moose themselves, SC Copenhagen. Napoli. Borussia Dortmund. Atalanta. Uh, Sevilla. Barcelona. Paris Saint-Germain. Leon. I didn't know that. I was questioning that. Um, oh, good fans at Yetiad. Good fans at Yetiad. Uh, I think we played Olympiacos. Or was that in the Europa League? Here we go. Come on. We're on. We're still going down, out. <laughs> Marseille. Oh my god, that's an absolute corker. Um, uh, I don't know if this was group stage or not, but I remember um, I was playing um, Borussia Much and Gladbach. Celtic. 
Oh, for fuck's sake, Detmer. Um, right, what countries haven't we gone? Right. We haven't said a Portuguese club yet, so I, f I remember us playing Porto. Dynamo Kiev. Oh, no. All right, Luke, you can steal it and win the round. And the whole game, for that matter. I don't know, mate, to be honest. To be honest with you, I don't know anyone else. I was between uh, two, and I chose poorly. I... I honestly don't know. I, I'm, if Detman gets this, I'm happy to give him a win because I've got no idea. I come take a guess at some clubs in Europe. I mm. guarantee you, if you throw it, if you throw a dart at the board, you're going to hit something right now. I'm a, um... City's group stage opponents all time. We've had some famous ties in the group yeah, stage. Yeah, I should have gone with another one, and I don't know why I went with what I did. Um, did you say Leon that Detmer? He did. You got um, about 10 seconds before Andrew can come back and steal it and win. I don't. I'm just going to guess random club. Sporting Lisbon. Oh, no. Andrew, to steal it and win it. Bayern München. I didn't know. I definitely thought I even said. <laughs> I'm all right to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Well played, Detmer. I, I realized after I'd given my, like, I think maybe answer, I was like, wait, there's a g team that I 100% know and neither of us has said it. You guys missed Bayern. some big clubs. In fact, what did we miss? I'd say all of the big clubs. See, no, uh, De Detmer, you messed me up there because mm. I was going chronological order and then you were just like throwing out Atalanta and I was like, what are you doing? Let's work <laughs> it back logically. Right. According to my list, which we know has a history of potentially being incorrect. According to my list, these were all the clubs left after Andrew's winning answer of Bayern Munich. Villarreal, Real Madrid, yeah, I saw Ajax, mm -hmm. Victoria Pilsen, CSKA Moscow, Roma, Juventus, Feyenoord, Dinamo Zagreb, Hoffenheim, and Club Bruges. No obvious ones there for you? Here's the one that has me bothered that no one said it, and it was Real Madrid. So here's my here was my concern. A couple of those, I just was so worried. I was like, were they actually a group stage game? Yeah, and I was second guessing a, them a lot of times. And I was just forgetting that, that we have also said played in the knockouts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just forgetting we said them. Like for people who are at home, we can't see what we guessed. Like. We don't, Adam, we don't have the fancy budget to have, a, have an integrated software yet, do we, Booker? We could if you've got the money for it. <laughs> no, thank you, Detmer. <laughs> You're up. Hard pass. All right, that'll do for today. Uh, Luke, thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure as always, boys. Andrew, thank you very much. Happy to be here. We will be back tomorrow to look back at the Club World Cup match against Urawa Red Diamonds. Until next time, see you later. 
Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.